We're back, everybody. Season three, Minds Like Minds podcast. I'm your host, R.L. Melpika. And I'm the co-host, Deshaun the Definition, or Chef Definition. <laughs> excited to be back. Excited to bring back another season of uh, a, a lot of thought-provoking conversation. And oh, yeah. um, no better way to start it off with uh, our Ayurvedic doctor, teacher, and speaker, Victor Briere. How you doing, Victor? I'm doing very well. How you guys doing? Good, 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 brother, doing good, great, man. Good, good. First off, did I did I say I, we're we're very elementary when it comes to I believe is it Ayurvedic? Is that correct? Ayurvedic. Okay, yep, you got oh, it, man. I'm yeah. on, I got the last name right, and I got the name of okay. Ayurvedic, bro. Yeah, you're on, you're on fire, man. <laughs> okay, right on. Good, good, good. Ayurvedic. Yeah, right yeah. Well, yeah. Ayurveda is the science, and Ayurvedic, like we practice Ayurvedic medicine. So gotcha. that's how you say Gotcha, gotcha. Well, yeah, super excited to have you on, man. And just to honestly um, get to know you, but also get to know what you do and and, and how it helps people. You know, we are big um, advocates of um, damn near anything that's anti-allopathic, since you know allopathy is kind of pushed down our throats and everything else is kind of suppressed. So, um, wanted to have you on to uh, to kind of get an idea. Of, of what you do and, and, and Ayurveda and, and how that, you know, honestly fits in the realm of, of health. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, um, first, let, let's keep it simple. Let's get to the basics, man. What is Ayurveda and, and, and you know, kind of the history of it and, and how you came to find it, find it? Yeah. So, OK, so Ayurveda is a holistic system of health that originated in what is now called India about 7,000 years ago, maybe older, we don't know. Um, but it's a, so it was, you know, up until the birth of allopathy, it was the primary medicinal system of that region. So it uh, has the same roots as tri- traditional Chinese medicine, um, Unani, which is Arabic medicine, all that stuff. They were all talking with each other, right? Right. And, um, it's holistic in the sense that the idea is that if you want to be a healthy person, if you want to be meeting, you're free from disease, um, then you have to live holistically. So you can't just say, oh, you know, I've got a pain, so let me go take a pill or get surgery for that pain, right? And then ignore everything else I'm doing. So, you know, it's like you go to the doctor and it's like, you just had a heart attack. Uh, wake up in the hospital the next day and they're serving you a cup of coffee, right? That would be like, that'd be unthinkable in the Ayurvedic world. Right. Um, Right. So when you, when you combine a lifestyle, the way you go about living your life, what time you wake up, what time you eat, what time you go to sleep, how you relate to people, how you relate to yourself, what foods you eat, what herbs you take, um, what kind of exercise routines you're doing, what kind of spiritual practice you have. Um, all those things combined create a holistic lifestyle, and that's what Ayurveda believes is the pathway to health. Mm. Okay. So that is obviously very different than an allopathic approach. I can, right. I can de- definitely dig that. So, 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 like the healing is in the um, the process, like the day to day, step by step process of how you living, opposed to hey, take two ibuprofen and call me in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. So what Ayurveda is going to say is, well, you know, if let's say the ibuprofen is for a headache, right? Right. Ayurveda said, well, why'd you get the headache? There's a reason for the headache, right? right? right. So why, why aren't we dealing with that? Right, right. right. Um, 
So prevention's better than cure in that way. But things happen. Someone gets sick. You can't control the world, all that stuff. Then Ayurveda has a whole branch that's more, that looks more like allopathy, right? More intense and invasive. And um, I mean, the first, the first surgery was, was first record surgery was in Ayurveda. Um, first, first nose job, actually a soldier was wounded in battle, lost his nose. And so he got a rhinoplasty. It's an Ayurvedic surgery. Huh? That's very interesting. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, no, no. Continue. Continue. Oh, I was just going to say, so there's both sides to it, right? There's the preventative side, the lifestyle side. And that's obviously what's practiced mostly these days, especially in the United States. Um, but there is the whole other side that's, you know, for acute injury or illness. And, you know, when, when you just look at society in itself and, and kind of how we've all been programmed to think and kind of conditioned to think, you know, from the moment we're born all the way up based on, you know, what health and the medical field looks like in society, you know, it's pushed so it's embedded in so many people's minds of how health is supposed to work, you know, to, to give a crutch rather than to fix the root of the issue. How do you think that Ayurveda and a more holistic approach can start to gain steam and, and, and really push against allopathy to, to be more of a common practice in society today? Yeah, that's a deep question. Uh, one I pondered a lot. So, you know, I was, I was one of those people before I knew what Ayurveda was, which was in my mid twenties. I just, I thought the same way everyone else did. I grew up in Los Angeles. If I got sick, I went to a doctor and you kind of just do what you do and hopefully you don't get sick. Right. Right, That's kind of the, right. And, you know, sure. There might be the supplement that comes out or there might be this thing, but for the most part, you know, you just kind of hope, um, and then I learned about Ayurveda and I was like, whoa, wait a second. I can have a lot more creative control over my health than I think I do, which is a double-edged sword. Because one, it's great, right? right? And two, that puts a huge responsibility on my shoulders because it's not just genetics and it's not just, you know, the pills you take or the supplements you take. There's actually like work that you have to do <laughs> to maintain to maintain your health and cultivate your health over time because – what I do in my 30s, which is where I'm now at, is going to affect me in my 50s, 60s, 70s. Absolutely. Yeah. So, Absolutely. and you know, anyone in their 50s, 60s, 70s knows what I'm talking about. Um, so, so the reason that question runs so deep is because when I first started my clinical practice 12 years ago, you know, I kind of was bright eyed and bushy tailed. And I was like, great, I, I now know all these secrets about health. And I'll just, people will come in, I'll suggest these things and they'll do them. And it's like, yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so I used to kind of shake my fist and get kind of angry at the allopathic system much more. Now mm-hmm. I do much less because I realize that there's quite a strong demand for it because people don't want to do all the work it takes to heal if it means giving up things they don't want to give up. Right. Absolutely. Uh, if people, yeah. if people have to make a choice to ki- give up their comfort zone that makes them sick, yeah, they probably they probably gonna make the choice not to not to give it up and continue on uh, living a a, a, a facade. You know what right. I'm saying? Yeah. 
and look for the shortcuts and taking pills and, right. and whatnot. They ride. That's that's the path of least resistance, right? Right, right. You know I mean? or, or, I, yeah, com- yeah, comfortable. It's right, the easiest right. path. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So, so I think that's the real problem. But then, if you take an Ayurvedic approach to that, that's when things get really interesting. Because then you ask, well, why? Why? Why are people so unwilling to give up the comfort zone, as you were saying, in order to be healthy? Because being sick is not comfortable right. at all. Right? right? It's right. miserable. It's expensive and it makes other people around you suffer. And, you know, like all that stuff is terrible. I'm talking about, you know, when you really get sick, I'm not talking about getting a cold or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. So there's this interesting thing that kind of um, Ayurveda talks about a lot, which, you know, in the Ayurvedic system of medicine, there's no way you're going to talk to someone without addressing the relationship issues that they have and the mental issues that they have oh, wow. because that's where the real cause of disease is sitting is inside these patterns that, I mean, people literally smoke after they get lung cancer with a hole in their neck until they die. Yeah. I mean, these, yeah. yeah, these habits run so deep in us, right? Yeah. Yep. It's, it's like or, our and, vices. vices. Yeah. yeah. Our demons. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And and it's not so simple as they know everyone we all know it's bad for us. We all know that already. Right, right. Right. So why do we still do it? And most people say, I don't know. I don't really know why I do it, you know? Not really, not truly. And so Ayurveda encourages us to go on that deep dive and find out really why why are we doing these things that make us so miserable when, you know, there's another option. Yes, yes. And, and <laughs> right. there is. And, it, and it's, it's so crazy to me. It's almost like I, I used this analogy before. It's funny to me how people could put so much energy and effort into tangible things like which house they're going to buy. You know, all the research that goes into that and, and making sure they get to the best, the best school district for their kids. And what's the neighborhood like? What's the, the um, how much equity can I earn here? You know, things of that nature. Or which car to buy, which get, has the best gas mileage, this, that, and the other. But when it comes to their body, their own body, Oh, I'll just eat whatever the hell I want, you know, whatever feels right, whatever. Oh, you know what? I grew up on that and, and my family's fine, so I'll be fine. You know what I'm saying? They won't take the time to, to research it first and foremost. And even if they do, it's like crossing that bridge or making that leap is so difficult. But in other, every, damn near every other aspect in their life, they'll go tooth and they'll fight tooth and nail to, to, to make sure that they feel right in the decision they're making. I, I'll never understand that. Yeah, well, if we look at our lives close enough, myself included, we could all sit around and and probably point out places where you do that, point out places where you do that, and point out places where I do that too. Right. right? Of course. Yes. We all do it. It's part of the, and, you know, so of course I've done tons of research in this, and it's not just me. You know, there are plenty of people who speak a similar voice, um, and we can list them all. But, um, you know, it comes down to what we got going on in our early upbringing that got built into our autonomic nervous system is what it's called. That's the nervous system that runs in the background mm-hmm. and is very sensitive to our worldviews or perception of reality that aren't necessarily true. They're just perceptions. But we sure as heck think that they're true until they go reevaluated. Uh, you said autonomic what? Nervous autonomic system nervous system 
ANS for sure. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, that's deep. That's deep. How does, okay, so the mental aspect, you brought that up. Yeah. How yeah. does, um, because I see that you're also, uh, you also do, you also teach Kundalini yoga. So yes. from a spiritual standpoint, how does, how does that play a part in, in all of this? Okay, so yoga and Ayurveda are sister sciences. That's the oh. first thing we want. They, they develop together. They're part of the same system of life. Mm. So we shouldn't think of them as separate, even though they came to the West separately. They were never practiced separately in their origin. Wow. So, right. So that's one thing. So a lot, the role of the Ayurvedic physician, a lot of times when it came to a yoga practitioner, was to keep that yoga practitioner healthy so that they can go into deeper states of meditation. That was the play. And the, the yoga's primary aim is to achieve a perception of reality that aligns with the unity of all beings and all creatures and all everything. That was the ultimate goal of yoga, or is the ultimate goal of yoga, not stretching. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 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 stretch, much, so much emphasis on stretching nowadays. <laughs> yeah, right? To make our butts look good and our yeah. abs look good. Yeah. So not not even, not even breathing, just nothing to do with stretching. It. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stretches. So please, you know, whenever, if you want to do a stretching class, that's completely cool. There are tons of benefits to it. Right. And of course, yoga involves that as the asana part, the physical posture part, but that is not yoga. Yoga is the other thing. So that's important because, um, because otherwise we lose its potency. It gets watered down and that's not fair. That's not fair to the people who are really practicing yoga and are truly aiming at that goal. Right. right. So um, these two things combined, Ayurveda and yoga intertwine to try and set someone up to reconnect with the essence of unity. That's how I would say it, I guess, shorthand. Nice. And, nice. and you want to have a healthy body to do that. It, it very much helps. Yeah. And, and then when that happens, you start um, – you, you, you drop a lot of the stuff that we were just talking about. You drop a lot of the desires that lead you down a road of sickness because you have a different perspective on life. For sure. And you've, you, you've, you've, filled, you've made yourself whole once again, spiritually speaking, um, or you've, you've dispelled the illusion. You can go into any spiritual tradition. They're going to have their own way of saying it, right? Right, right. But it, it's all pointing the same direction, basically. So... So once that's done, then you're made whole in a sense. And that's what the word to heal means. Healing means to make whole. Yes. So yes, yes. Ayurveda wants you to heal on, on that layer. As a matter of fact, if you want to heal your body, you're going to have to do work on that layer. It's not just going to, your body's not just going to magically heal on its own. Right. You could take a pill, but six months later, you're just going to get something else. Right. right. You, yeah. Right. You never attack the yeah. core you, root you of You just issue. said reconnect with the essence of, of what? What was the last part of that? Reconnect with the essence of unity. That's heavy. That's really, <laughs> yeah, it's really heavy. beautiful. Yeah. 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 You know, it's um, the, the number one killer in America is heart disease. Right. <laughs> yes. Number one. And I, th I thought it was hospitals. <laughs> right, well, right, right. Well, I thought it was big farmer. <laughs> yeah. 
I think that's actually number three or five or something. Right. Like no, it is. It is top it's, five. For it's sure. definitely that's, yeah. that's a whole list almost right there. It's five of them right there. Right? All right, heart disease, cancer, <laughs> and hospitals basically. Diabetes. Yeah. But um, and it's it's crazy to me that I mean because everything you're saying is is amazing. Um, it, it sounds great. You know, um, it sounds so simple in in a sense but obviously we've been conditioned and programmed to think of something completely different so when you see the top two killers in the world are in in america per se is heart disease and cancer and how those diseases come to fruition all comes down to what you're exposing your body to uh, and then also the mental aspect of it as well so you would think even though we've been programmed so much that society would push people towards Ayurveda or a more holistic approach. But of course, that doesn't make money because if, unfortunately, if Ayurveda or a more holistic approach were to take over, then Big Pharma wouldn't really have a place in society. We know how much of a billionaire, billion dollar business that is. My question to you is if you could control the narrative what would be your approach? Like, what would be your approach to, to, to kind of push society towards something like this? If you were the spokesperson, per se. Uh, if for, I was like the chancellor of health. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, okay. That's a great question. So, you know, here's, here's what I've kind of learned. Because if you pass a law and it goes against um, people's core belief structures and stuff like that, it's not going to work. It doesn't matter what law you pass. You can't force people into it, right? So I make a big push on awareness for sure. We need awareness, right? What? Most people don't know what Ayurveda is. They, it's like, really? I didn't know that that even existed. I didn't even know that there was. It's like, so awareness is important because that just opens the door, but that doesn't do the work. Right. The work is a very personal journey, someone deciding to do their healing work. And so I'd encourage a lot more people to do a lot of that work. Um, and I think that the more people that do it, the more support is available to the people who are just starting to embark on that. Mm, that's, that's, and, um, that's big. That's huge. And we need that support, yeah, yeah because absolutely. doing it alone is practically impossible. Right, right. The, yeah. the fear alone is, is stagnating. I mean, exactly. You know yeah. What I'm saying? Always easier with a little bit of help, especially when it comes from someone who's either either dealt with the situation or has been through it and kind of overcame it and got past it. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Yeah, absolutely. Who you want to get the it's, help? It's from. essential. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And so I'd encourage that kind of dialogue. What I would not do is force people into adopting a certain healing modality um, because that would go against the very nature of that healing modality. Mm. Um, so you got to honor that choice that people make, even when it's the choice that leads them down a path of destruction. Wow. So you say you have, yeah. to, you have to honor that, that choice that they make, even if it's going down a path of destruction. Yeah. I mean, so that's where things get sticky and tricky, right? That's because heavy. Yeah, that's, it's heavy, that's right? Heavy like, hell. Yeah, man. Cause, cause, then, cause it, trying you, you, Go ahead. You, you kind of like standing by watching them self destruct. But that's yeah. their, but that's their choice. At the but, same time, yeah, it is know? their choice. It's like God. You can, what, what you can lean a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. Ooh, Not to get man. all cliche and shit. But. I mean, like ah, 
Now, well, I can dig yeah. it. Though. I can dig it though. Yeah. I don't think you need to stand by and be passive. I think you right. can give your best effort to help that person and try and like, you know, knock them out of it or like snap them out of it. But at the end of the day, we can't live in the illusion that we can force someone to heal. It's not that's what's wrong right now, right? Yep. What's wrong right yeah. now is all this idea that, oh, if we just find the right medicine or the right procedure, then we can force this person to heal right. against their will. Um, and that just doesn't work. It just creates more problems. Um, because healing is so much bigger than that. And that's what the allopathic modality is missing in its philosophy. Right. Um, it can do these wonderful things. It has this incredible technology. But diseases are just getting more prevalent, not less. Because yep. yeah, so, they're touching the core of the issue. But right, exactly. So it's like a hydra. I mean, it's, <laughs> that's, right. why that, that's why that myth was created as a metaphor for these kinds of things. And, you know, you cut off one head and two more heads pop up. Yep. Um, so, right. So I would, I would just try and really kind of make a different modality of like very, very, very available and accessible Yeah, and just encourage it and foster it and nurture it as much as possible. So, uh, you, you brought up, um, kind of the medical technology advancing, advancing, yet people are getting more sick and sick and, and obviously new diseases and whatnot coming to the forefront. Um, why, like, I think we all know the core reason why that's happening as far as from a societal standpoint, but like what, what, how do you foresee it? Like, do you see that changing in the future? Like how do, how do you foresee what's going on right now? Right now? And I'm not just talking about in the last two years, I'm just saying with the technology in general, right? I mean, there's, they're, they're, they're pushing the limits of technology, you know, beyond anything any of us could have probably ever dreamed of say 10 years ago. But how do you think that's going to correlate with, with society going forward? Do you think more people are going to start gravitating towards more a holistic approach? Like, do you feel that? Um, you know, what I see, to be completely honest with you guys, what I see a lot is, so, okay, so Ayurveda, been around a long time, right? Right. Cancer's not a new disease. Right. It's been around right. a long time, right? There are tons tons, tons of recorded cases of Ayurvedic medicine curing cancers. Really? Oh, thousands of them. I mean, it, right. It's not like not a rare thing at all. It's happening today as we speak, right? There's someone in an Ayurvedic hospital getting cured of cancer by using only Ayurvedic methodologies, but that's not what we're taught here. Right. And right. I'm not right. even allowed to even, I can't treat cancer by the law. Right. That's illegal. Only an MD is allowed to touch that. Interesting. So, yes. yeah, so this idea that these diseases require this hyper technology in the Western sense of the word technology, right, is just not true. Um, but it's what we got and it's what Man, I have the so information that's out there, right? Yeah. So, many so but it's not true. And, and the, the joke, it's not funny. The information showing this other stuff is, is available. It's not hidden, right, for people trying to look. But who's looking? You know, and so here's the thing. Someone comes into my clinic with cancer. Happens fairly regularly. 
And I start saying, okay, there's an Ayurvedic approach to deal with this imbalance. And we call it by its Ayurvedic name because I'm not allowed to treat cancer. I don't try and treat cancer. It's got a different name. There's a different understanding of it, but I'm just using cancer in this because that's what everyone can relate to. It's the same disease. So the moment the diagnosis hits, the fear sets in and the person runs back to what they know. Right, right. That goes back to that autonomic nervous system thing. Right. And uh, the so, uh, indoctrination. Yeah. So that's just a natural human response. I'm going to flee back to what I know. And the, especially, of course, that happens when we're sick. Right. It happens the most when we're sick. Right. So the kid falls down, scrapes his knee. First place he goes, mom. Yep. Whether that's the smart thing to do or not. So we, we're all just playing out that game. So Ayurveda is still a bit foreign in the United States. People don't understand how strong it is, how weak it is. They don't know what it is. So it's mysterious and that's scary. And so run back to what I know. And until, you know, a lot of things happen to get the ball rolling and make it more knowable for people and more illuminated, it's going to remain scary. So part of my mission is to say, hey, don't, don't be freaked out. Right, 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 <laughs> you know, right, it's right, right here. And yeah. Right. Right. So, so, so like you're saying, like, um, with the treatment of cancer, right? Uh, like the other way is a lot of, uh, traditional technical stuff, chemo, radiation. Um, but the other way is more natural and like maybe herb or, uh, plant-based kind of like that it's holistic so you're going to deal with you're going to have to deal with you're going to take herbs mm -hmm. you're going to have to change your diet completely yeah. you're going to have to change your life schedule you're going to have to change the activities you do you're going to have to change your emotional states you're going to have to change the way you relate to people mm -hmm. you're going to have to change the way you sleep so it's a lot of work i mean it's heavy it's hard it's mm -hmm. not easy for sure but it's there because the the disease ayurvedically speaking the disease manifested or became present in the body because of all these factors mixing together, throwing your system into a certain space and then allowing time to pass in those states of imbalance and the body develops a disease or a disorder or an imbalance. And one of one possible imbalance out of thousands is cancer. You know, um, I've done a lot of, you know, research on, um, just the terrain in general. And what most people, what I've realized is that most people, they take everything at face value, um, kind of what they've been taught growing up. And, and also they look at their physicians and doctors as authority figures, right? To where, you know, my doctor said do this, so I'm going to do this without doing any due diligence, just putting that 100% faith in, in the doctor. Um, so, cancer per se, you know, you go into the doctor, you say you have cancer, they're going to, you know, recommend what they recommend, chemo, radiation, whatever the case may be. Biopsy. Bio yeah. And, and they, they don't really think twice about it. They just do it. You know what I'm saying? Without even looking at other options. Um, well, you know, I want, I think that's important. Sorry for interrupting, but no, I, I don't want to, I don't want to miss up on that because I, I actually don't think that people listen to their doctors. Mm. Um, 
I think that they do definitely look at him as an authority figure, right? Right. Sometimes when it's convenient. <laughs> and, and because I'm thinking of a lot of people, my clients, I'll just use an example that's close to home for me. Sure. My uncle, my uncle, great guy, 300 pounds, five foot seven, morbidly obese his whole life, right? Right. And, you know, he went to his doctor in his 40s, 50s. His doctor would say, you got to lose weight. You know, I'll give you this pill, but you need to lose weight. Right. So his doctor would tell him straight up and his doctor would say, you know, I'm not saying this is the most sophisticated way to lose weight or anything, but the doctor would send him to a trainer and, uh, you know, at least trying. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so my uncle would take the pill, but he wouldn't go lose weight. So he only listened to his doctor as much as he wanted to. Truth, truth. Now I get where yeah. you're coming. Yeah, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, yeah. So that's not the doctor's fault. <laughs> no, right, no, right, no. Right. And by yeah. no means am I, and I'm not blaming uh, doctors by any means. I'm just saying like the mindset of a good portion of the population is when something's wrong and the doctor gives a diagnosis, like that is what it is. Like there's no... There's no, um, you know, cross looking checking. cross checking, doing my due diligence, see if there's another possibility, another type of, uh, you know, medical treatment or whatever the case may be. Um, and I just think that if it was more of an open society when it came to health and medicine, then, you know, I think doctors could cross reference each other. Now, at the end of the day, it's a business and I get it. You know, if you're working at McDonald's, you're not going to tell somebody to go eat at Burger King. And I, I don't know why I use those two, <laughs> two horrible restaurants right, as a reference. Right. <laughs> That's the first two things that came to mind. But, um, you know, I just think that it, the more information that's out there, which is why we wanted to definitely have you on and, and, and let our audience hear about this, because we're we're huge advocates of this. Like we're on our own journey. Um, so I just think if the information was out there and we start to push this a lot more, um, cause this is mindful shit. Um, not to mention, I feel personally that you're seeing a consciousness shift in society where people are starting to ask more questions and people are looking for more of a holistic approach. The problem is the powers or the, whatever you want to call it, the system is constantly attacking the credibility of alternative medicine and, and alternative voices per se. So that's, that's kind of where I'm at on that. Not really a question, but <laughs> more like a statement. I'm, I'm no, gonna... no. Yeah. And that, that, that part is terrible. The, the assault on and the suppression of forms of medicine, even calling them alternative yeah, is ridiculous. That already gives it a negative connotation. Right. Exactly. Yeah, Ayurveda was there before allopathy. <laughs> exactly. So which one's the alternative, right? Right, right. Uh, right. I mean, what you don't So okay, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, you go, you, you go. Know, I cut you off toy. It's definitely like uh like we always say, bro, it's definitely by design. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um Big Pharma goes hand in hand with, with heart disease, with sleep in the bed with, with um the meat 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 industry. And it's and the insurance industry. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So you know, a, a patient cured is a is a client loss kind of approach. Opposed to they're not really looking to to get rid of the the sickness. Uh, just kind of patch it up and um, keep you going and, until you uh, check out. <laughs> Pretty much. 
So how does how that's a, that's a, uh, I'm glad we brought up insurance. Like how does that work with Ayurvedic? Is are there insurance carriers that? I mean, insurance in in a sense is kind of a scam too. If you think about it, you know what I mean. You pay insurance your whole life, fire. and yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but what, what what is your take on insurance? I should say that's a better way to put it. Yeah. So right now, that's a hot topic in Ayurveda because so a little bit of history. Traditional Chinese medicine came over to the states and got more popular than Ayurveda a lot faster. So, and then now these days, a lot of insurance companies will pay for traditional Chinese medicine. Oh, wow. And now oh, notice, wow. I want people to notice that what do we call TCM? Acupuncture, mm. which is crazy. Acupuncture is one small part of that whole medicinal system, which is a beautiful medicinal system, right? Just had some and, today. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so the fact that it's referred to and synonymous with acupuncture is not good. And from my understanding, what I've been told by professionals in that arena um, is that the reason it's, it's become that is because insurance companies have completely blockaded the majority of those practices that those practitioners were relying on to oh, yeah. make their medicine work. Oh, yeah. And so oh, yeah. I'm, I personally am afraid that the same thing will happen to Ayurveda. Right now, Ayurveda is not covered by insurance. Right. It is not licensed. And I am more than happy with that. Yeah, yeah. Right. I I don't want it, I don't, but there's a big push in other parts of people for Ayurveda that want to see it become licensed and made available by insurance so that people can make more money. Do you think that- Same scam, they, right? Do you think that it'll water, it'll water the practice down? Oh yeah. my God, tremendously. I think it'd be terrible. Yeah, not, not only that, if you think about it, because when you look at, um, you know, Ayurveda or even and, and I, I kind of want to get your take on, on some other um, um, health systems as well. But when you do the math, you look at how much you're paying for your insurance versus how much you would pay to see an, an Ayurvedic doctor. And I don't know the exact. Obviously, everyone's different and whatnot. But if you start doing the math. You're paying a lot more for the insurance. I promise you. Like, and and obviously the benefits are, are tremendous of it and, and what you're doing with your lifestyle and everything. So people see, you know, like for instance, you know, you can get a you know, you go to something that's not covered by insurance and you have a consultation fee or whatever the case may be. They see that number and they're like, Oh, I only gotta pay a twenty dollar copay at my regular doctor. But you don't realize you're paying five hundred or three hundred or a thousand dollars a month for your insurance in the first place, just in case some shit happens. So when you, right. when you really exactly. start to look at it, the, ins the whole insurance system is, is, a, is a scam in a general, general. You know what I'm saying? If oh, you yeah. really add up the numbers, you're basically paying for in case some shit happens. And if nothing happens, like Chris Rock says, shouldn't I get my money back? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> for real. Um, yeah, I think, you know, on those lines, um, it's really expensive to be sick. And, and there are tons of hidden costs. So sometimes if it's the right person I'm, I'm doing a consultation with, right. I'll just use an example, make it real. Just the other day, I was talking to a woman who was stressed out, right? She has a young child. She's stressed out. So fair enough. Um, and it's, it's start to the point where it's starting to cause health problems. You know, she's not sleeping right, da, 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 the snowball effect and all that. So we're talking, talking, talking. I said, well, what's, what's the way you like to relieve your stress? Oh, I go out for drinks. Of course. Okay. <laughs> of right, course. sure. <laughs> right. Works great, right? Relieves your stress. Yeah. 
so so but so here's the thing so i was like well you know here's one of my suggestions and you know being i've been i've been doing this for a while now so i i kind of know a few tricks right? right so i had an agenda i was being sneaky and i said well what you know what you want to hire a babysitter well, how many times a week would it take for you to hire a babysitter to like completely de-stress you she said Oh, two times a week would be incredible, right? For two hours each time. And I said, do it. She says, guess what? I can't afford it, uh, right? I can't she, afford it, right? She's going out to, yeah. for drinks? Yeah, yeah, but that's okay. <laughs> it's just like, oh, okay, okay, okay. You can't afford it, right? Right. Cool. Okay, so how much money you spend on alcohol each month? Uh right so here's here's a typical yeah here's a typical yeah. thing that humans do i get stressed because i got this problem right i de-stress by using something that causes a health problem which creates more stress right that's the path right okay we got that so when we go back and say well why don't you just remove the source of the problem I can't because of all these other problems. It's like, well, what if you didn't have that problem by eliminating the thing you're using to avoid your original problem? Oh, well, but I don't want to because I like that pattern. I like getting stressed and then going out and having drinks and then getting stressed and going out and having drinks. I'm addicted to that cycle. Yep. So it becomes like that's a the Yeah, that's the disease. Yep. There you go. There's the mental roots of the disease right there. It's not hard to find. Sure. You don't have to go to a, you don't have to go to a therapist for forty years to discover that. Right, <laughs> right on. <laughs> Truth, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and and so it's like this simple stuff that people have to get real with themselves about in order to heal. It's like okay, okay, I, I get it. I, I just need to I need to I need to deal with this at the root instead of just going in my loop. Yep. So. Kind of break down the differences between Ayur, uh, Ayurveda, uh, natural path, naturopathy, and and homeopathy. Because I, I, you know, I've, um, you know, me and my family, you know, we've been trying to find out which route we're gonna go. Um, you know, and also based on availability to where we live and whatnot. Um, but yeah, yeah. What what are the differences between them? Okay, so Ayurveda is what we've been talking about. Right. Uh, homeopathy was developed, I think, in Germany. Don't quote me on that. Um, not that long ago. Um, by basically the idea that if you distill a substance in water multiple times, the water carries a memory of the medicinal property of that substance, and then your body can access that memory in the water and then it helps heal your body. That's the basic fundamental idea of homeopathy. Wow. Na uh, naturopathy is a modern form of medicine that basically seeks to use natural and plant-based, plant and mineral-based supplements to heal the body. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, it's natural... Those are, they're pretty different. All three of those systems are, are pretty different. They're applied very differently. Right, right. Yeah, it seems like the, the Ayurveda yeah. system is a lot more in depth, um, mostly because it, it also touches upon the, the mental aspect and the spiritual aspect. 
intertwined with all of it where it feel it sounds like the others do not um you know the, it i say a lot of that depends on your practitioner true um true. but no the, you know what i take that back literally built into the ayurvedic texts and tomes are the references of spirit and basically saying if you're sick it's because of some level you're separate from your soul oh wow. that's that's yeah. the that's the like fundamental root cause of all diseases and then we try to take it personally from there and see why why have you separated from your own soul so or at least perceived your separation from your own soul so that's like core to ayurveda at its heart the other two systems not the case so when you say separate from your own soul um just because you know I, I study a lot of energy healing and, and and whatnot and one of the things they talk about is when when somebody's sick Basically, they're vibrating at, at, at a lower, lower frequency than uh, the average, you know, when you're not sick, you're at, you're at a higher frequency, all the way down to the, to the level of the atom, basically. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I want to see if that correlated. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. And so what Ayurveda says about that is, because Ayurveda is, a, is an energy medicine system in the sense that it deals with qualities. So... Yeah. For example, you know, you may have heard in Chinese medicine or in Ayurveda, you have the elements. So they're a little bit different depending on the system. But Ayurveda is ether, air, fire, water, and earth. Yes. And now that what people need to understand is that doesn't literally mean fire, like, <laughs> you know, and ether. Um, what it's talking about is the essence of the energy of the fabric of everything in manifestation carrying certain qualities. And those are the qualities that are expressed by these basic elements. It's those qualities that we care about, not a campfire. Right. <laughs> yeah. For sure. That's, that's beautiful, yeah. man. Right that on. is absolutely beautiful, man. Right um, give us kind of the experience. Like, um, Cause I know a lot of our listeners are, are going to be all over this. If they haven't heard about it before, what's the experience like if the, you know, for, for a new patient coming in, um, to your practice per se, like what, what does it look like? Kind of, what are the kind of, what's the play by play and, and, and how, how does that all come out, work out? So it's, it's pretty easy. I mean, you, you call, let's say someone calls me up and they say, I want to do a consultation these days with COVID. A lot of it's happening over zoom, yeah. um, which has its ups and downs. So, but let's pretend that someone comes into my office. So they're there in person. They sit down, they filled out their little intake form with all the health stuff and blah, 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 and all that. And they sit down and basically start examining them. So they come in, you know, people don't show up unless they have a problem. It's very rare. I get someone says, you know what? I just want to prevent stuff, <laughs> uh, which is always, it's always awesome when someone comes in and does that, but it's very rare. Then you know they're yeah. serious uh, too. <laughs> they're going to do that. Yeah, thing. exactly. And, um, so blessings on that person, but very rare. And so they come in with a problem and let's say what? They have a headache. I don't know. Come in. Oh, I've had this headache for two weeks and I don't want to go to a doctor because they're just going to give me uh, ibuprofen, ibuprofen, you know, ibuprofen plus. And then they're going to tell me to take a steroid and I don't want to do that. Right. So it's like, what can I do? It's like, okay. So now I'm going to be that person. I'm going to start asking them 20 million questions. I'm going to say, well, what did you have for dinner last night? Da, 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 and blah, blah, blah. And all these questions might seem disjointed or they might seem semi-relevant, but two things are happening. One is I'm listening to the answer to the question, 
But two is I'm listening to how they answer the question and who they are as a person. So, you know, someone says, so let's say someone comes in and say, yeah, I have this headache. Oh, well, when did it start? Well, let me tell you, when I was two years old, and 20 minutes later, right? 20 minutes later, you're like, okay, I don't need to ask any more questions. I know where the headache's coming from. Right. Right. Look at how they did that. They just didn't stop talking. They're so stressed out. They're so anxious. They're so, oh my God, they're going on hyperdrive. And it's like, how many cups of coffee did you have this morning? Four. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, yeah, right. So, or someone comes in and it's like, you have a headache. Yeah. When did that start? I don't know. Well, um, you know, are you okay? Any other symptoms? Uh, you know, whatever, just the usual crap. Okay, well, their disease is talking right there. Forget the headache, right? They're depressed. They're yes, upset. Something's yes. tr- Yeah, something's bothering them. And so the consultation goes on like that. And, of course, there's a physical examination. Right. Um, you look at the eyes, the ears, the nose, the skin, the tongue, the hair, and the nails. You read the pulses. There's a whole art of Ayurvedic pulse reading. Um, I actually wrote a book on that. Um, Did you say you wrote a book on that? I wrote a book on Ayurvedic oh, pulse oh, reading. Okay. Right. Yeah. So that book's called Pulse Unveiled. If anyone wants to check pull, it out, pull sunveil. Yeah, pull sunveil. All right. And you know, by the end of the examination, there are like twenty cross references, and it's all like arrows pointing at the root cause. You know, and that's part of being trained as an Ayurvedic doctor or practitioner is like train yourself to see underneath the presenting symptoms. What's the heart of this disease? And see that, and see it clearly. And then deal with it. Like it, once you can see it clearly, it's you know it's presenting certain qualities. So you know it's like I have a headache. I am not hungry. Um, I'm nauseous. I'm constipated, and I have low energy. And I'm fatigued and tired all the time. All those things have certain qualities in common, which are like heavy and dull, right? Mm-hmm. So that that's part of Ayurvedic medicine. So what do we want to use as a medicine? You use light and sharp qualities and certain lifestyle habits, certain foods, certain herbs have those qualities built into them. So you use those and you break up the heaviness and dullness to return them to balance. Wow. Certain foods, certain foods, right? Absolutely. So, and so then you ask, you say, okay, so this disease is presenting all these heavy, dull qualities. What kind of stuff do you eat? Well, I eat a cheeseburger and then another right. cheeseburger and then I have two bowls of ice cream. With a milkshake. Heavy, dull, and a milkshake with french fries dipped in it. Yeah. And, and yeah. a side of ranch and ketchup. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and ketchup. And then I go to sleep. Oh, yeah. of course. Of yeah. course. I don't know why I'm so tired. Yeah, yeah. I had no so idea. Weird. I had no idea. Oh, man. Right. Now, it just brings up yeah. my, one of my favorite quotes. You can't heal in, an envi- in the same environment that's making you sick. You know, and Beautiful, basic, basic, basic concept, you know, right. Uh, it applies, you know, and where so that gets, things. yeah. And where that gets really interesting. And I'll tell you, this is where a lot of people jump off the bandwagon. And like you said, if I, if, if, if I got to be the chancellor of health, right. this is kind of like the one I would like really focus on this. Okay. People got to realize that, that when, when we say like, you can't get better in, in the same environment that made you sick. So let's take this real life example from earlier today. I had an appointment with someone earlier today. So da 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 da. Basically, at the end of every little vignette of every new symptom, because there were like ten symptoms, right. was 
my relationship, right? I can't do that because my relationship. I can't take on this healthy thing because my relationship. Because, okay, so what's your relationship like? Abusive, on and on, right? Toxic. So why, why don't you leave? Oh, no, I can't leave. <laughs> right, right. Or, or, or the proverbial, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> right. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Right. right. And sometimes there's good reasons not to leave. That's right. fine. I'm not trying to say everyone should just walk out the door. Right. For sure. But that needs to be talked about. If you don't address that, you're not going anywhere. Truth. You're Truth. not going anywhere. You're not going to get healthy. I'm sorry. I don't want to sound harsh, but you're just not. Nope. And, and one of the pillars of health in Ayurveda is relationship. And so to have a medicinal system that does not address relationship issues, Ayurvedically speaking, is crazy. Wow. So true. So true. I mean, because if you think about it, I, I bring up these two things when I talk to people. Your, obviously your relationship, but also your job, right? Those are the two. You spend more time at your job than you damn near spend anywhere else. And you spend time, more time with your partner or spouse than you do with anybody else. And if both of those or either one of those are toxic, then, yeah, you're 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 ingesting, you're consuming that toxicity in your body and it's going to have negative effects. There's no there's no question about that. So everyone, you know, they they're they're so obviously conditioned to think that sickness is all based on, you know, invisible things flying around and whatever the case may be, you know, when when ultimately it's a, a, a vast majority of it if not all of it is based on what you're consuming and tox toxicity is not just toxic waste it's everything it's you know what you're breathing what you're consuming on tv what you're consuming in your life and your relationships and whatever the case may be and plus what you consume in your body from a food standpoint like that that all adds up all that toxicity adds up and when your body can't take it it's going to react it's going to detox itself so um, absolutely relationships your job, those things, extremely important when it comes to health. Yeah, more more important than the food you eat. And there's a don't that's don't just take you don't have to take my word for that. That is whatever. What do you want? A scientific study? Fine, they're they're there. Uh, you want? Yeah, you want? What do you you want? Experience from professionals? No problem. It will affect you more physiologically. It affects you more than the food you're eating. I want to ask you something. Um, this just popped into my head. Um, what is your take, if if you you've been exposed to it before, but um, on German new medicine? What it? What new medicine? German new medicine. Have you heard of that? I have not even heard of that. What is that? Okay, it's um, it's it's a quote unquote alternative medicine, I guess. That's um, Stefan, Doctor Stefan Lenka is is kind of the father of it, but it talks about how health ailments and disease were are caused by traumas and experiences that you that we all have and it's our body's response to those so not really correlating as much with what we what we feed ourselves and whatnot but more like traumas and and different type of like toxic relationships and things like that that happen in our life that cause our body to have these responses um, I don't know much about that system, so I won't speak directly to it. But what can, I can say is I hope people don't get misled by the name 
because that's been known for a long time. Um, <laughs> right, that's what I'm not think trying of to. It. Yeah, what you're. What yeah, you're may, about. maybe maybe this doctor has a new system or a new way of going about it. That's all cool. Right. I, I'm not trying to knock down that whole thing. I encourage the more awareness around that stuff. We need that. But I mean, that's like that's just commonly known in in the ancient medicinal systems. It, it's 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 not just that it's that combined with the food you eat combined right. with your sleep combined with all of it. Mm-hmm. it it's like your body's responding to the environment constantly it, and the like and all of it I, I don't know you can't we have this we want to compartmentalize it into something small so that we can easily deal with it and that's just not the way it works right so i will never tell someone yeah if you do this one thing you'll be fine that's just not true that's a lie that's why it's about lifestyle. It's not necessarily one thing. It's your lifestyle, your entire lifestyle, your livelihood. It's all, yeah. yeah, it's how you treat your entire life. You're, if you look at your entire life as creation, as opposed to something happening to you, right. if you look at your life as a creation that you are working with, I'm not saying you have control over it. I'm not saying creation like you snap your fingers and it exists now or disappears. I'm saying creation like you're building it, like you're, you're working with it. It's like clay in your hands, right? Right then you can't just say, well, I just want to work with this little part and pretend the rest doesn't exist. Right, right. Exactly. That, that, that's just not how creation works. Truth, truth, truth. I can definitely do that. Um, you spoke about your bo- uh, a book that you wrote earlier. How many books have you written? One for now. Oh, that, no, that's amazing. I'm, 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 at, the, <laughs> I'm at the beginning of, of my book, and it's, it's a process. I'm, I'm not going to force it. You know, I'm just going to let it come to me, so it might take me a minute. But um, So anytime we have anybody who's written a book on, number one, we, you know, we definitely have to get the book. We, we, we keep them, and we showcase them on a couple of our other shows. But we definitely are going to pick up Pulse Unveiled. Tell us about that process of writing it and, and where everybody can find it. So the, actually the writing process was easier than I thought it would be. Um, yeah, it was one of those things where, you know, one day I was like, I'll just write part of it. And then I just did it. Uh, (laughs) You know, it was like, it was ready. So it was, and I had the time in my life to do it. So I went for it. It's, it's a very cool book. It's ought to be honest. It's probably not the best book for people who don't know anything about Ayurveda. Um, it's more for people who already know about really it's for people who want to learn Ayurvedic pulse reading. So any kind of healing arts person who's interested in that would benefit from it. And it's fully illustrated and it's a step-by-step guide to kind of say, okay, here's how you start from zero and learn how to read pulses Ayurvedically, which goes far beyond heart rate and um, rhythm. It's, It's the status of the organs, the tissues in the body, all that stuff. You can... You can tell a lot about someone's body by reading their pulses. Interesting. So, yeah, it's easy to find. You could just get it on Amazon. Okay. Um, and it's you know it's ebook and paperback. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. All right. So you yeah. got the, the the Pacific Coast uh, Ayurveda and the International Institute of Ayurveda, correct? Yeah, International Institute of Ayurveda took over Pacific Coast okay. Ayurveda. So they're both the same thing. They're both me. And you're based out of. Cal- what which part of the country? No, Northern California. Northern California. Okay. And I have a I have a co-founder who's a yogi, um, oh my, my mentor actually. Yeah. Nice. And you guys might like to have him on your show actually one day. Love to. Uh, yeah. 
And so we, we created this, this clinic in the school together over, over the years. And actually now we're evolving it into a school, an Ayurvedic school. So people looking to learn Ayurveda professionally can get certified at our school. Wow. Where in uh, no, like Northern uh, California, what area? Like About three hours north of San Francisco in a town called Wallala. It's tiny. Wallala. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. It's beautiful. Right beautiful on. coastal oh. town. Okay. Redwoods okay. and the coast and nature and all that stuff. Nice, nice. Yeah. Awesome. Well, good. Well, where where um where can they they find you? Are you on social media? Do you have a website? Kind of where where can everybody uh, get more information about uh, what you do and who you are and all that good stuff? Yeah, I stay away from social media good for, for my you, own sanity. Good yeah. for you. <laughs> um, that's yeah, got to be yeah, that's got to so. be a part of the Ayurvedic uh, diagno- yeah. or, um, uh, consultation. Are you on social media? Well, that's your problem. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Just a, a short, just a short thing. You know, I, I actually, I'm one of the, I think I might be the only person in my generation who doesn't have a cell phone. Um, wow. And I want to let everyone know it is possible and your life is actually better without a cell phone. So, you know, it's really not that once I, I had it like everyone else and I was like, I can't get rid of this thing. But then I did it and it was like, fine. It was like, there's no problem, man. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm envious yeah. of you, man. Yeah, that's definitely, wow. yeah. definitely goals right there. Life goals. Yes. Put the cell so, phone down. And, uh, so um, I can speak from the other side of the grave. I've died and been reborn. <laughs> right. I, 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 yeah. Um, so the, uh, but anyways, www.iiayurveda.com. That's short for International Institute of Ayurveda. And um, easy to get a hold of just, Reception at II Ayurveda is my email. And anyone who wants to uh, reach out to me, I'll give you a, we'll hop on Zoom and I'll give you a free 15 minute um, Ayurvedic, like, you know, constitution reading instead of taking one of those online quizzes. Okay. Awesome. Okay. Oh, that's, yeah, that's that great. That's fantastic. Yeah. That's really nice. That's fantastic. Yes. Awesome. Well, look, man, we're, this, this was fantastic. Like the amount of information. That I know that we got, I can only imagine what the, the listeners are going to get. It's just fantastic, man. So right, we, right. We really Beautiful. appreciate you jumping on. Beautiful information. Thank you guys for hosting me. Yeah, it was fun. Thank yes, yes, so yes. Much. And um, yeah, we'd love to have, have, have the Yogi on. We'd love to have you back on as well as we start. Because um, I, I don't know about you, man, but I'm going to be looking into some Ayurveda for sure. Because we, we are at that, me and my wife, you know, we've made that conscious decision of, of knowing that we want nothing to do with allopathy. Um, so, you know, we've made that decision and now hearing this and how it's broken down really ties into the type of lifestyle we want to have. So, um, shoot, we'll be in contact, man. It's definitely a lot. All right, um, let's do it, man. <laughs> definitely a lot easier to understand than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, for you sure. It's, it's, um, like at, at first thought it's going to be like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like, like, you know, since we've, you know, been on the show and, and you broke it down, um, yeah, I, I can definitely dig it. Yeah. Especially that relationship, relationship, relationship stuff. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. It's home a little bit. It does. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> yeah. Awesome, man. We appreciate you, man. Um, and Thank you so very much. Yes, yes, yes. And everybody out there, make sure that you follow the show on all streaming platforms, including the brand new streaming platform, Akasha Flicks. So we're out of here. Y'all be good. Season three.